listening to the Jisco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt, from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from RAGBRAI. So this is the podcast where we talk about bicycles just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from bicycling all across the nation, and we're going to be joined by guests each week to talk about the social side of cycling. So come for the bike, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Yeah, I'm still smiling. How about you, Mark? <laughs> Absolutely. So <laughs> I had a I had another brush with podcasting. Uh, we were up in Cedar Rapids. Oh, yeah? And uh, parked. Uh, we went to the new Bo Evolve Festival, and oh, it was cool. great. Yeah, yeah um, I know, you know, they got some uh, publicity around that. But really, for a first-year podcast, I think they got a good basis going. Um, the cool part is it was 12 blocks long. So Jennifer and I brought fat bikes and was able to bike around the city and, and get to where we were going without a yeah. lot of problems. So that was uh, that was fun. Um, I know we know Aaron and, and Taylor and, and Scott and, and the crew over there at uh, Go Cedar Rapids. Sure. Um, I think it was a big risk for them to take, and, and I think uh, I think they pulled it off. I think they, they brought in some big-name acts and yeah. and uh, created a good stage for a festival. Well, you know, sometimes you got to make that leap and, um, you know, and see where you fall. So um, hopefully they learned a lot. I think they, they, you know, just looking at the comments from Aaron in the, um, you know, the recap, it seems like they learned a lot, and um, hopefully they'll be bigger and better and stronger for for future. So, was there yeah. was there a bicycle component or any kind of ath- athletic type of component uh, whatsoever with the festival? Or you know, besides Adam Rippon coming from uh, from Olympic figure skating, no, not really. Okay, um, I mean Cedar Rapids, especially in that corridor, is such a bike friendly area. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they had pedicabs out and people on bikes all over the place. Um, but uh, no, it really wasn't specific. I think in the future, because it's twelve blocks long of, of mm-hmm. events. Um, from new bow up to double tree um, i think they're gonna need to think about that yeah. so yeah yeah especially as it grows and you get more more pedestrians you got to plan for the bikes at the same time because yeah. that's kind of what that festival's made to look like well cool well it's still great riding times for for people i mean the summer is kind of winding down if you will you know once once mm. that calendar kind of turns no. into september you hit labor day <laughs> people go back to school and then you got kids on bikes, which, you know, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, a lot of education about kids going uh, back to school and all that. I bet that kind of ramps up some efforts right about that time, doesn't it? Yeah, we're two weeks out from from the school start date. Uh, that's been a big debate over the past couple of years in Iowa. The 23rd, um, just at the end of the state fair, is when things get going for school. So uh, we're starting to ramp up our messaging for uh, Look Out for Kids and, mm-hmm. and also uh, that encouragement for uh, kids to uh, choose to, to bike and walk to school. Uh, we want to see that that more often because it creates healthier kids it creates smarter kids um we've got a lot of research behind that so uh so that's pretty cool yeah very cool well i i been out riding a lot more like the last couple of weeks because i have a little bit more time on my hands which (laughs) is kind of the uh reverse of most people's thinking they're going to ride you know quite a bit up to ragbri and then they'll start kind of tapering off after that um where i i'm out early in the morning and there's no one out there. I <laughs> I passed two deer 
I passed the turkey. Nice. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't, I don't know if you really pass them. I mean, they, I saw them out there, and uh, sure, but not too many people out early morning. Uh, a couple tri trainers um, looking, you know, looking for the podium. Uh, they they usually don't even pick their head up or give you a nod or you know take their earbuds <laughs> out or anything like that. They're just hell bent on you know making sure that they can go as fast as they can, but. You know, I slow down, and I'm, I talk to the deer instead of the triathlete, but uh, I don't think the deer answer me back, but it was just so blissfully peaceful, and just, I, I rediscovered how just wonderful it is to go out in the morning with a with a crisp air, um, mm. sun coming up, and just, just, man, our state's beautiful this time of year. So, so of you and the, the other triathletes out there, who had the better wheel set? <laughs> Oh, I definitely had a better wheel set thanks to <laughs> thanks to head wheels, um, but I wouldn't call myself a triathlete. You know, they may think I'm training for for a try. Right. So, the other thing, simply amazing, was riding bright and early in the morning, and I lost my light, and it just kind of mm. flipped off. And I, I don't know exactly where I was like, and I said to my wife, she was going out riding later, and and I'm like, hey Jody, can you look for my light? It's somewhere in between, like say you know, a six mile stretch. And mm-hmm. she's like, Oh sure. You know, I'll, I'll find it. Of course that didn't happen. So we go for a ride the other day, lo and behold, there's my light on the side of the road. Oh. I'm like, what are the odds of that? Just like, no kidding. Yeah. And I'm like, and she's like, that wasn't there before someone put it back or, or whatever. But, right. but the cycling gods were on my side and they returned my nice light, which Nice. You really should be, you know, using a light if you're out there, you know, spooking deer before before the you know sun comes up. You should definitely be right. lit up, and even if you're on a trail, you know, you can't be too safe. So I'm I'm all about you know tail lights, front lights. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a really cool light, my rear light from my buddy Randy Darrell. He had the brightest light, like the Rudolph is what they should dub it, <laughs> because it'll cut through the murkiest fog. And this <laughs> this thing, I, I was always remarking, hey, Randy, where'd you, where'd you get that light? I, I want that exact light. And lo and behold, one shows up on my doorstep, you know, a couple of days after. And I'm like, wow, that was cool. So thank you, Randy Darrell, for, for keeping me safe out there. I appreciate it. And um, the Rudolph light is working like a charm. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So what else hey, in your world there? Um, well, hey, did you catch the news about Nelly? Yeah. What's we should uh, we should give him a uh, get well oh, shout out. I think he's doing really good right now. From what I'm hearing, yeah. like uh, con- uh, congestive heart, I believe was. Yeah, N- Nelson went to the hospital. Was, you know, and he said that in his video. He says, you know, I was having a little trouble keeping up on Ragbri, but I thought it was for some other reasons. Ah. And lo and behold, uh, the check engine light was on. Ah. And uh, so he, he got winded going up some stairs and then decided, oh, I'm going to go get this checked out. And it sounds like he had some issues with hypertension that threw him into congestive heart failure. Basically, it'll if your heart's not pumping as much as it should, um, it'll throw some fluid back into your lungs. It just oh. backs up the system. And so that's what he was running into. They got him on some meds, I think, clearing out his uh, fluid and, and getting him balanced again. So it sounds like everything is back on track. And in in true Nelson Vale style, he's like, I'm not going out this way. Uh, and got miles and miles left to pedal. So uh, don't uh, don't freak out. Uh, he's just 
check engine lights coming on. He's got to go get things dealt with. Yeah. So the the moral of the story here is uh, pay attention to your health and, yeah. and get your get your blood pressure checked and and make sure it's it's in check. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, that was the whole purpose of uh, Business Solver being out there on Ragbri. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. a great company to work with, but their uh, desire was to make sure that people had their hearts checked out, and even mm-hmm. the healthiest people. Look at that! An, uh, an Olympic champion can go out there and and not even know the signs and symptoms. So, you know, do yourself a favor. Don't be afraid to go to the doctor get checked out I, i'm speaking to myself too you know my wife you yeah. know likes when i actually go to the doctor and she'll <laughs> yell at me all the time to make sure i go but we can all learn a lesson from from mr vales there saying hey you know go, yeah. go get checked out and i think nelson's been preaching that uh since he had a little little scare there yeah um other news we're working on a gravel book uh, an ebook if you will mm. Um, we started doing a survey with uh, people that have identified to us as as gravel riders. So we're bringing in Guitar Ted, who's been on the show. Sure. Uh, Scott Olson of the Olson Twins, he rides a lot of gravel. Um, a lot of people have had input into this book, and uh, so we're taking a lot of quotes from those folks, and and we've we've got a content writer starting to work on stuff. Uh, so expect some sort of gravel ebook coming out. Um, and it's, I mean, it's not going to be in depth and it's not going to be huge, but it's all just, it's for first timers. It's cool. wanting to get more people out there to try something new on their bikes. And it's something that Iowa has some specific things. Very cool. I actually yeah. bumped into Scott Olson. Just, I was out again, you know, another ride. I was just, you know, mm-hmm. hammering out some miles. Yeah. Pulled into the, you know, Nighthawk and figured, yeah, see who's around. And lo and behold, Scotty's right there, you know, at at a cold one with them and uh, was on my way. But, you know, it's always good to just, you know, pop in and see who's around and just just, you you know, kind of kind of slip in for a cold one and uh, get back out on the trail. So, yeah. so it was good. Cool. Good seeing Scotty, and he was he was not riding gravel that day, but he he, he goes both ways. He he can do some gravel. He can <laughs> he can ride the road. So yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of people like that. that uh, yeah. I know we got a big kind of off road event coming up. How how soon are we from the Jingle Cross UCI event? It's got to be right around. The oh corner. yeah, that's in September, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't uh, pegged that on the calendar. I saw some announcements going off yeah. about that. But. A little later this year, I believe. So that that's a good one. So we'll have to we'll have to make sure we pay some some good attention to that event. Maybe you know we should probably get get Doctor Meehan on on. I don't know if uh, we'd get a word in edgewise with with John, but um, he'd be a great guest to have on this podcast in the future, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Well, I, I know I'm going to take take a little time off in the near future, and so uh, it might be Mark or it might be Murph or 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 AP, like you know, manning the ship for a little bit. But um, I'm sure I'll be back, um, you know, in due time. But kind of got to recharge the batteries a little bit, and so we're going to have a little bit of fun in the area and, and around around the country, just to just to have a little bit of fun coming up. Sweet. Yeah. All right. I guess Murph has got an interview with with just uh, a guy that just loves riding his bike and uh, loved Ragbri for for many years. So um, so I, I found it pretty interesting. So uh, let's turn it over to AKA Murph and his stories of how we got into cycling. Well, hello, Just Go Bike podcast listeners. AKA Murph here with another edition of Just Go Bike. 
So today I have with me Chris Fitzgerald. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. So Chris is a fan. I may say a huge fan. I'm not sure if that's true, but he's a fan of the Just Go Bike podcast, and he emailed in to us and wanted to share his cycling story. So we got we contacted him, and here he is today. Um, he grew up in Forest City, Iowa, and has experienced Ragbri for the first time back when he was in junior high. I'm not sure how long ago that was, Chris. Uh, it was probably like a. Uh let's say just over 15 years ago so okay so quite a while um, ago yeah came in through uh four city in 2002 okay cool and then fast forward to 2018 when chris rode his fourth consecutive rag bry so let's hear chris's story so chris let's start out by telling us about that tell us about that very first rag bry experience you mentioned um, well, when it did come through Forest City, uh, I mean, we all knew what Ragbri was. I mean, you learned about it as a kid, and um, you hear people going on Ragbri, and this is actually, I think, Forest City's first time in probably 15, 20 years that they were hosting. So um, we had people stay at our house. I had no idea who they were. We had people camping in our yard. Again, you don't really know who they are, but, you know, you all become friends with them by the end of the time, and um you know i was that kid who was serving lasagna at the high school cafeteria nice, and, yeah um you know and here i am like the roles are totally reversed so um it's just fun how like looking back on that it's like i was that young kid helping and now i'm that person who is going to the high schools and having that spaghetti or, or lasagna dinner and um making that uh, progression, I guess you could say, uh, from kid to rider. And, uh, then I actually rode, uh, one day back in, uh, 2008 when it went from Jefferson to Ames. So ironically, uh, oh, yeah, 10 that was... years ago. Sure. Um, so I saw sticks play at, uh, Jack Trice uh, in the parking lot. And I think I wore these big black basketball shorts with a cutoff t-shirt and a big backpack. And, <laughs> you know, my, uh, uh, big you know uh uh target bike you know the gt palomar and <laughs> um made my way and i, I can't, i'm like i made it i made it a whole day um and you know fast forward 10 years and uh a little more trending with uh the cycling gear and a little bit better bike and uh here i have finished my fourth consecutive tour across the states so awesome it's been great i was trying to calculate uh how many rag brides I've done when, you know, before I uh, talked to you on the phone. And I think this is year 23 consecutively for me, which I'm so excited about. And uh, listeners who listen to me every week also can notice that I still don't have my voice back. So it was an <laughs> epic rag bride this year as far as fun and friends and weather and just everything. So, so going back to uh, the rag brides that you experience nowadays, you're lucky enough to have your dad as your SAG and support person, which I'm so impressed by. I, it just sounds like it's so much fun. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, my dad, he is a retired banker from Forest City. And, uh, you know, I think he counts down rag bride even more so than I do. Uh, you know, we, we pay attention to the route announcement party and, um, you know, kind of plan out the where we're going to stay and uh, what people we know around the area. So we usually um, will stay with friends if we can, family. Uh, we've camped in yards. We've done hotels. We've stayed at dorms. Um, we've done a little bit of everything. But uh, it definitely took a year or two to kind of figure out uh, – 
the logistics of it. Um, there was one time when it was in Southern Iowa. This would have been, I think, our second year. And whenever you have 15,000 people come to a small town, cell phones aren't always oh, yes. the most reliable to uh, communicate with. And um, I just said, well, I'll, pr- I'll probably see you downtown. And I was at the courthouse and, you know, didn't see him for probably an hour. And I was like, okay, this is kind of annoying. And then, you know, another hour goes by and like, he should be here. Well, maybe he's setting up a tent somewhere. And then <laughs> another hour goes by and you kind of have the, um, I'm a little bit annoyed <laughs> to, right are you okay? Right. Like I'm getting kind of concerned. Am I going to have to sleep on the courthouse lawn? Did something happen to you? Um, and so as I was just kind of impatiently waiting, he comes around the courthouse with a bag of popcorn and a uh, root beer and <laughs> just says like, Hey, you're here. You made it. And I'm like, I made it. I, I made it three hours ago, dad, where have you been? And um, So you kind of saw the look on my face of like relief and panic and, all that, but um, uh, now we have the plan where we always meet by the main stage of the host town. Um, and that's always fun because then you get to see the actual downtown. I like going through, um, you know, the welcoming and having them mm-hmm. say, you know, welcome to whatever city that you're in. And then you can kind of scout out what you want to do for supper later uh, that night. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's great. Like it's, I'm, very fortunate to have that, you know, experience with my dad, because I know that's not something that everybody gets a chance to do. Yeah, it sounds exciting. And then um, you mentioned about the cell phone thing. And uh, I overheard a conversation this year with some people at a different table saying, you know, so what's it like RAGBRAI now that we have smartphones and cell phone service versus, you know, 20 or 30 years ago when nobody really even had a phone? And the person responded with, well, it's pretty much exactly the same because you get yeah. into those tiny towns and they just can't handle it. Even even the bigger towns. But, you know, if, if like you said, if you have things planned out, it's kind of refreshing to not have a phone that you need to look at every 15 minutes. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and I can see it for people who have to be connected to their phones for their jobs. Like, this is the only way they can get away from that. You know, there's no way, you know, like, oh, I didn't get that email or I didn't get that text. Like, I guess we'll wait and right. life will go on. So. Right, right. <laughs> and I, I haven't tried it since I got back from Rag but I wondered if it would still work to be like, oh, yeah, I didn't have any service. Yeah. I don't think yeah, it'll work. Could... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so 2018, what did you think of Rag What was your experience? Uh, it was it was just gorgeous. I mean, uh, I this was probably the first year that I consistently got up and was riding by five thirty and six o'clock, which before I was always like, you oh, know, seven. And by the end of the week, it's like, yeah, if I can be on the road by eight, that'd be nice. <laughs> but, um, being able to see the, you know, capital and Iowa city, you know, with the gold dome in the morning was mm-hmm. just, you know, gorgeous and seeing the sunrise every single day. I got some amazing pictures with that. And, um, you know, the fog starting to come off the crops and, mm-hmm. Uh, that was just, it, it was, it was surreal. And I always feel like whenever I ride reg rides, like going through a scrapbook of my life, just whether it's different towns I played sports against or, you know, people, you know, from different towns. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weather this year was, you couldn't ask for much better than what we had right. um, as far as temperature and winds and humidity and, um, uh, I got to see a lot of friends. I got to see, I got to stay with some family um, I'm a huge Iowa State fan, so getting to ride through Jack Trice, yeah, wasn't that cool? You know, experience that was, 
you know, quite the high for me. And, um, you know, with Ragbri, what's really, you know, unique is that a lot of the friends that I'm with and that I spend time on the road and at night with, that's the only time we really see each other. Um, so I guess it is the Super Bowl of my summer and really kind of the year when you get to spend that much time with people you really care about. Um, and I know the medicine man, uh, the last day, his his injury of the day was blissfully depressed. And <laughs> that's the perfect way to describe that yes. last day because you're you're tired, um, but yet you're you've accomplished something that you've been working for all week, but yet you're going to miss the people that you've been with the whole time. So um, 2018 was definitely a very memorable one. And uh, I think it's, it's good to say that I'll be back for one in 2019 as well. Completely agreed on all points. And the, the nice thing about, um, we got to give a shout out to TJ and Scott with their route planning each year, because even though I'm an Iowa native, it's still, sometimes you'll get over the top of a hill and be like, Oh my goodness, this is a beautiful place to live. And, um, you know, a lot of people who uh, maybe only come to Iowa for Ragbri or or less, you know, maybe they only see Iowa from Interstate 80 as they're driving through. Yeah. There's so much more to see in the state. Yeah, there was, uh, I remember last year when we were traveling from Wakan to Lansing, um, um, I know I always kind of write down some quotes of what I hear on the road. And I remember one, one woman say, like, this is what people travel to Europe to see, you know, just <laughs> yeah. the the rolling hills and the the old farmhouses and i guess that's why the the you know irish potato farmers and norwegians uh came to settle in iowa because it was a lot like what they're used to in europe Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes yeah well um besides ragbri what other kinds of organized rides have you participated in uh actually earlier this summer i rode uh BAM, which is bicycle across Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's set up pretty similar to Ragbri. It was five days. And so you ride Route 66. Um, so we started in Joplin in Southwest Missouri and then rode to uh, Eureka, which is just south of St. Louis. And uh, that was a very challenging ride. There was a lot of um, rolling hills. There was one town there they said, oh, you got the the seven sisters after this. Oh, and, boy. <laughs> um, and instead of seven, I think there are about ten. Um, and one thing about that was, yeah, uh, right now I'm living in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and, you know, with the winter and spring that we had, I didn't get a ton of outdoor miles. Mm-hmm. Um, so riding in mid-June and riding 80 miles on, like, 95 degrees, it was – it was tough that first day, but each day you just got used to the heat. It got a little bit better. Um, and I was just surprised with all the, you know, trees and the cold water springs. And it was pretty historic, obviously, with Route 66, but also there's a lot of Civil War history there as well. So it was, uh, it was a fun experience. And what is that called? BAM? BAM, yep. Bicycle Across Missouri. Okay. So listeners, if you're interested, uh, go check that out. I'm sure it's either bam.com or bike across Missouri, something like that. Should be easy to yep. find. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. Well, uh, how about, is there a favorite trail or place that you love to ride that maybe you do for training or once a year or something like that? Um, well, if I ever go back to Iowa, um, I, I definitely love riding around Okaboji. Um, you know, you can get 50 miles in pretty easily if you go through Big Spirit and Westlake and, um, I also like riding around Clear Lake, Iowa and Pilot Knob State Park, which is by my hometown in Forest City. And then 
uh, up in Wisconsin and Northeast Wisconsin. Uh, we have the Fox River Trail, which is about 30 miles from the bay um, all the way south of Green Bay. Um, and it's completely paved and you can go off road if you want, but um, that's where I did a lot of my spring training uh, to get a lot of miles in. And uh, we also have Door County, which is uh, the peninsula between the Bay and Lake Michigan, which I mean, you can ride for miles and miles up there and it's just absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And of course I don't recall the name, but there is a century ride in Door County. It yep. It- the, the Door County Century, I did that probably four years ago. Okay. And so the first half is on the Bay side, and then you cut across to Lake Michigan and do the second half on the Lake Michigan side. Um, so uh, there's definitely a lot of cherry pie, and each rest stop has uh, different themes. Um, there's nice. one where it was pretzels and cheese whiz, and I'm like, I haven't had cheese <laughs> out of a can since I was a little kid. And then um, – at the fairgrounds there, they have a big, uh, a lot of big screen TVs, and they'll show the Packer game and uh, this big spaghetti dinner afterwards. And mm-hmm. um, it's the perfect, you know, riding in the fall is just so beautiful. And then to have it up there is yeah. um, good timing. I've heard that the ride is beautiful. And then, like you mentioned, the terrain as well. Well, what would you say you enjoy most about being on a bicycle? Uh, I always tell people that uh, being on a bike is it's like the closest thing you can get to flying without actually flying. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, it's kind of, it's just kind of an escape. Um, you know, I'm not a huge group rider. Um, I kind of like to go out by myself and just kind of get lost in a way. Um, like just kind of forget about the day, forget about anything else that's going on. And mm-hmm. um, I know there's a quote that's, you know, if you have a problem and you can't figure it out on a three-hour bike ride, then you're probably not going to figure it out. So <laughs> that's true. Um, uh, so for me, it's just, uh, yeah, kind of the escape from reality and just, um, I don't know, it's a good way to clear the mind. And just for me, it's that it's that balance between you know work life that uh, the bicycle is the, the perfect place for me to you know keep that mental stability and um, just kind of a fresh outlook on things and. I know after I'm done with a bike ride, I always feel good. You never regret a ride that you've just done. Oh, yeah. You know, you always kind of learn something from it. Yeah, there's times when you're like, ah, do I really want to put on my gear and go for a ride? And then as soon as you're done, you're like, thank goodness I yep. did. Yes, yeah. <laughs> That's when you probably need it the most. Right. Well, you mentioned, um, you know, you don't mind uh, doing solo rides, but what kind of bike riding do you enjoy? Like, are you fully supported touring? Are you a road bike? Are you a gravel guy? Um, I do have, uh, most of the bike riding I do is, uh, road. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like going on trails as well. Uh, last year, um, one of my friends had an injury and he had a fat tire bike. And so I kind of called it my foreign exchange bike <laughs> where I got to, uh, host it for the summer. Um, <laughs> so that was, uh, really fun to be able to ride on a fat tire bike. And then you start kind of feeling invincible on it because you know that you can go over, yeah. you know, uh, big sticks that you would never even think to cross on a road bike, right. you know, same with the gravel. And so taking it to different trails was a lot of fun. Um, and just to feel that power. So who knows that might be, uh, that might be in the plan someday, but for now I'll probably stick to the road bike, but, mm-hmm. um, it's always fun to see different types of riding and the more rides you go on, you talk to people who have different experiences, um, 
whether it's gravel or mountain or cyclocross or anything like that. And I just think it's kind of fun that, you know, it is a little bit different, but yet you're still doing the same thing and just uh, hear different stories with it is is fun to learn from other people about it. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of uh, riding your bike, do you have any upcoming cycling events you're doing that maybe listeners would want to check out? Um, I don't have anything planned for this fall, but uh, definitely in the, you know, Green Bay Appleton area, we have the Title Town Bike Tour, um, which is partnered with the Breast Cancer Family Foundation. And uh, that's always a big ride in the Green Bay area in uh, July. And then uh, Appleton has, it's called Bike to the Beat, mm-hmm. which is in partnership with Mile of Music. So they have um, a festival that's, you know, bands all across town, but they also have a bike ride that goes with it. At each rest stop, they have musicians playing at it. And uh, it's a lot of fun with a big party at the end. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, as far as organized rides, I mean, I'd love to be able to, do some of the out-of-state ones um i'd love to be able to go into the mountains you know whether it's uh colorado or wyoming mm-hmm. but i know that would take uh, uh a definite amount of training to to hike up some of those mountains on a bike and uh that's but we'll that de- we'll cross that that bridge when we get there but that's definitely in the cards someday mm-hmm. i always think about that too about you know, doing ride the rockies or something like that but then yeah. i'm thinking would I really be smiling the whole time like I do on most of my bike rides? I'm going to have to do yeah. a little more training before I get to that point. So I agree with you on that. <laughs> okay, well, last question, which is always very important for Just Go Bike podcast listeners and people being interviewed. What's your favorite pie? Um, I would probably have to say, well, I had it the first day. Um, it went really well with my spaghetti dinner, and that would be a rhubarb type pie so whether it's a rhubarb crisp or just a rhubarb pie i mean it that's the perfect combination to me so i mean nothing against the the other fruits you know with the peach or cherry or blueberry or apple but uh, i think i have to rank rhubarb uh at the top excellent (laughs) and i I have to confess i only had one piece of pie all week and it was peach and it was amazing but there was a little town and I'm sorry, I can't remember which one, where they had rhubarb pie. It was almost like a crisp, and it was in little teeny Dixie cups. And then they had little teeny oh. spoons with it. I probably could have eaten like 10 of those, but yeah. man, it was so good. I love the taste of rhubarb, especially when it's fresh. Yeah, because when it's in a you know little sample cup like that, I heard there's no calories associated <laughs> with it either. So, so I could have had 10. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Chris, uh, thank you so much, A, for being a fan of the Just Go Bike podcast, but also for taking the time to come on today. Absolutely. I really appreciate you guys having me on and uh, look forward to listening to more episodes. And uh, yeah, it's, I guess it's never too early to start gearing up for uh, Ragbride 2019. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the Ragbride route announcement party is going to be uh, the end of January. So uh, maybe you can come and uh, visit and see the route live announced. You bet. I always got that date marked. So. Excellent, excellent. Well, listeners, if you have an idea for the Just Go Bike podcast, email us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. And I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from Murphy's Law. If at first you don't succeed, destroy all evidence that you have tried. Think about it. Okay, we've come to the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in each and every week. Uh, we took one week off, but pretty much each and every week. And um, this you know, podcast could not 
possibly take place without the support and love of some great sponsors. And who are the sponsors, Mark? We got Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. So check out Jingle Cross, one of the big events happening in Iowa City. Uh, looks to be September 28th, 29th, and 30th. Uh, so mark your calendars. Make sure you get tickets. Get over here for the UCI World Cup of Cyclocross. Bikes to you, one of the best bike shops and Ragbride Charters. You can find them in Grinnell, Iowa, with some of the best women's clothing selection and a lot of great stuff. So go visit Craig Cooper, April Cooper at Bikes to You. Finally, Primalwear. If you're looking for custom bike jerseys, shorts, accessories, now is the time to start planning your wardrobe for next year. Uh, so uh, get your Primal Wear jersey order in and uh, talk to the nice folks because they can do a lot for you. Yeah. You you can find our show notes at JustGoBike.net. Talk to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at JustGoBike. Yeah, and some of these uh, content things have been really produced by some some notes. I know Pear Talk, all her content seems to be coming from suggestions from from mm-hmm. hearty listeners. I know uh, Murph's interview today was, you know, just, just someone that just said, hey, we'd love to chat. And so you never know. Uh, shoot us a note. If you see us, uh, you know, riding along, you know, pull up beside us and start talking to us. Um you know, hey, just let us know what's going on in your world, and um, I think there's probably some interest out there. So so don't be afraid to shoot us a note in any of those methods that Mark just talked about. All right. I, you know, I think the only quote to leave with is, is following Nelson Vells. If the check engine light's on, figure out what's going on. I think that's uh, yeah. that's good good place to leave us. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out JustGoBike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.